Hey everybody, welcome back to Lowered Expectations. I'm here with the guys. We got Johnny. Hello. Kyle. Hello. Dylan. What up? Lane. Yo. And Evan. <laughs> or not. <laughs> but regardless, the rest of us are back with another game of the month. This month we played Jedi Fallen Order. Don't you want to tell us what it's about? So it's a uh, Star Wars franchise here made by EA Games, which they used to be, you know, super dope about making Star Wars games. This one's pretty good too. But um, it's a third person action adventure game. Um, you play as, fuck, what is his name? Cal? There you go, Cal. Um, he's kind of coming into his his uh, his force powers as he's going through the game. But you got puzzles and you got all the cool shit like Imperial Stormtroopers, all that dope shit. But I feel like Cal was basically Padawan Lane. I don't know if anybody else got that <laughs> the whole time. I was like, I think Lane likes this game because he looks like this guy. <laughs> me? Oh no, I look like that guy. I am <laughs> Cal. Cal is me. That's it. Like, like he might have some cosplay so in the bedroom where he's like, "Baby, I got my lightsaber." <laughs> <laughs> Making the noises for through. <laughs> I need you to use the force. <laughs> to find my next level of perks. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I guess we'll start with Johnny. How'd you like it? Well, like any other podcast, I didn't really play this game much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Starting yeah, to think there's a reoccurring. Here, man. Yeah. <laughs> Stop, I swear. I swear I'll do my homework. Um, <laughs> but I only got to uh, Dathomir when it first came available because I read a guide that said I should go there first and got the double lightsaber, and that's when I kind of stopped. But <laughs> it's a... Uh... <laughs> you did like absolutely nothing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but also the ex- exploration took a lot of time too. Like I wanted to explore every single piece of every map that I was on too, and that takes a lot of time. But... Although, uh, even though I haven't played it a lot, I honestly would think I'd keep playing this. I know I said that about a lot of games and didn't, but this one I can see myself keeping playing. Any particular reason? Just the exploration. Uh, I mean, I did that with like Far Cry and Fallout, all that. You know, it, it's, it's good to have kind of an open world, so to speak, as this one does. And yeah. also kind of linear at the same time. Yeah, I like that too. Lane, I feel like in the last podcast you said like open map instead of open world or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It it reminded me of something between like Mass Effect and God of War, the newest one, where it's like those kind of exploration and linear pieces of maps and then, you know, there's still a good breadth of shit to look at um, and like little alcoves to get yourself in. But... Yeah, there's lots of like little side areas and stuff in every map. And honestly, some of them are just huge. Like when you get to what's the second the second planet? Zepho. Is it Zepho, yeah. Like you think it's all just like surface and you pretty much like complete the tomb and you come out and there's like a whole nother fucking underground section to the fucking map that's there. Yeah, it's too. like a um, uh, Metroidvania, I guess. Yeah, style game, yeah. Call it. But I mean that's really all I got. <laughs> Well, then at that point, we'll move on to Kyle. What do you think? 
Uh, I like it. I mean, those are the type of games I like because I'm a Batman Arkham fan. It's that kind of style. I do have to say, though, sometimes when I need to, it felt like the first, like, old school Assassin's Creed style when you were climbing up stuff and he just wouldn't respond correctly, or I would just, like, jump off and kill myself. Those were fucking parts. Um, the Stormtroopers kind of annoyed me, too, some of them. They're, like, kicking my ass a few times. Yeah, uh, I get mouthy about it. That's what I read about <clears throat> also was you're not – it's kind of like uh, Force Awakened or whatever, but you're not the Star Destroyer. You're just a regular Jedi, and that's yeah. what it feels like. Not even really a Jedi, Jedi like, trying to become a Jedi for real. Right. right. You're, you are a half-trained Padawan. Right, yeah. And it Which does feel like that. Panic shit for like half a decade. Yeah, no, and it, I, I was frustrated by the mechanics too until I was like, because I'm used to every Star Wars game I've ever played. You're just a fucking badass. Yeah, right, right, just um, right off the bat. But um, I, I can appreciate the progression, but I, I was definitely uh, struggling with some of the combat for sure. Um, yeah. I liked how cool the force was sometimes with it. Um, yeah, some pretty cool moves. And I like the fact, like, sometimes you had to solve certain puzzles. And yeah, I had to, like, stop and think a little bit on some of them. But they weren't, like, too, like, complicated, in my opinion, for a lot of, for the ones no, I yeah. did. I, I, don't, I don't think they were really terribly challenging, but they were definitely, like, entertaining and, like, fun to, like, think through and, like, work it out. Yeah, kind of, yeah. like, Tomb Raider-esque. Right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I felt like I was playing Tomb Raider, except I had a lightsaber. Well, we were literally there were raiding tombs. Like, you were literally <laughs> raiding yeah. Jedi tombs, yeah. One hundred percent, which I thought was a really cool, um, uh, really cool concept. Um, yeah. The story was a lot of fun for me, for sure. What a uh, real quick, Johnny. What difficulty were you playing on? I was on story mode because I kind of wanted to just run through it, but then the exploration kind of took over that. Word. Yeah, what about you, right. Kyle? Hard. Okay, yeah. Kind of wish I just did the regular difficulty too, just so I can at least know the story about it and learn more about the story instead of getting frustrated with the stormtroopers. How far did you get? You did what, Jedi Master? Or or Jedi Grandmaster? No, uh, Master. Okay, okay. So how far in did you get? Um, I made it close to the part where... A little. I made it a little bit past after I made it to that Jedi Temple, and you had to go through all that huge, like trying to get inside like the that temple. One? The yeah. One? Gotcha. Okay. So did you ever leave? I want to know. Uh, is anybody? Do you guys get to go to that giant ass creature on the top? No, you can't area? get to him. Oh, okay. I kept trying. I was like, maybe <laughs> I'm back for it. No, yeah, that thing is cool though, huh? Forget what yeah. it's called—the giant lizard thing. I like how there was like a Sarlacc looking monster on the first, like the shipwreck planet or whatever. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. I'm pretty sure cool. that was a Sarlacc. Yeah, I think it was too. Yeah. Well, Kyle, any other thoughts on the game? Um, no, not well. I guess I also like the customization with the lightsabers. How much you can go into detail with them as well. Yeah, Just yeah like you how- can like customize like the trigger and the hilt and the wrap. I thought that was cool. Like, pick your yeah, own saber. That is one of my favorite things about this game. 
really, I, I just thought it was such a minor thing, you know, like even, you know, on a, like a, an 80 inch television, like, I think you could just barely notice the customization to me unless you change the, the light. I mean, how far in did you get? Um, so I got to the area where, um, you circle back around to, um, the planet that um, has the Star Destroyer that has crashed. It's not it's not Kashyyyk. Um, That's Zepho, pretty sure. Zepho, yeah. So the second return to Zepho. So I, I hit all the available planets, Kashyyyk, Dathomir, finish that, and then you head back to Zepho after you get um, some other Force abilities and uh, some other abilities for the uh, droid, which I want to say, dude, I loved the droid. BD1, yeah, bro. I most because I hated BB8. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> I just did not like that droid, um, and I thought they did a really good job uh, with the personality uh, of the droid. Yeah, he was a, he was a cool little mm-hmm. dude to have around with him. Well, the reason I was uh, asking how far you'd gotten into it was because like. Once you get pretty far in, you discover a lot more materials. And, like, I have, like, this metallic, like, deep red, like, lightsaber, like, hilt and switch and, and everything with, like, this cool leather wrap and, like, a dope-ass, like, emitter at the end. Is it, like, and, a dark burgundy color or whatever? Uh, It's actually, it's, like, scarlet red. It's, like, a bright red, like, <laughs> metallic. It's, like, sick. And so, like, once you get some, like, other, like, later materials, like, it, the customization is actually pretty fucking sick. Like I had like a whole lightsaber where it was like a metallic like purple metal, and then I had the green fucking thing coming out, and that like the green and the purple, the fucking awesome dude. Like basically the Joker's lightsaber, right, dude? It's, it's like you can make some cool colors. You could with it. the colors you could like make BD one were really sick too. Like they had a straight up Bronco color. Yeah. Set up. I was like cool. Yeah, his colorways were cool. I wish so Kyle I did had like more appealing outfits. I did yeah. like and I did use the customization for the you know the outfits, uh, the ship, right, um, oh, and and for rad. and for BB. Um, I thought those were cool, but after a while, and and look, the using the the little table, like I I thought that was cool, like selecting it and putting it together, yeah. but I just stopped getting excited for it for any of those pieces I would find because it just seems. I'll also tell you, I hated finding the same fucking collectible bin in, like, ancient tombs that I'm finding (laughs) on, like, you know. Right, like the the high-tech thing. (laughs) You couldn't even just change that skin a little bit. You ain't got one artist who could just come up with a different model. I I also got really tired of the animation of him jumping into the uh, the chest and rummaging around just the single animation yeah and the ones that you do underwater because like i don't know you guys didn't get most of you i didn't get get the breather Mm. oh yeah when you start going underwater and shit he'll like open the thing and it'll rattle around but bd1 stays on your back and it's like what the hell yeah (laughs) this is 2005 what are we doing here (laughs) (laughs) so did anyone else notice uh any issues with like so i had some big issues with the lip syncing um in the cutscenes. i got so i did um and it was because i'm running like an older xbox console 
So there's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about too about that, but the lip sync was an issue for me. And I got some like total uh, horror monster faces out of some of the character models <laughs> every once so in a while. Do you have any closing thoughts? Or should we just pass it off to Dylan so he can roast it? <laughs> All right, send it, buddy. I uh, talked to Justin a little bit about this. I'm not the biggest fan of Star Wars in general. I grew up with Star Wars. I grew up with the original trilogy. And then um, I watched all the shit in the middle, like the Clone Wars uh, like animated show that they had. And then I fell off on like the new age Star Wars shit. I <clears throat> So one, the content wasn't super engaging for me. Um, because I feel like if you don't already have some kind of predicated liking of star Wars, like to the point where, you know, you're interested enough in playing a game like that, um, you know, it, it can be a little blase. I played on grandmaster. So I figured because, you know, I played dark souls games and I just got done with bloodborne that I was like, okay, you know, I want to get a challenge out of this. I got to the first visit to Zepho and then I stopped. Um, yeah. So it gets, it's a lot tougher than it seems than it like you think it would be honestly. There's some things though. So like that make it tough, but I think that it's up to poor design. So there is like something I call the ninja guide in effect when bosses or large enemies will break collision or break collision rules and some of the moves that they do. So like in a dark souls game, a good bit of it is establishing this like repertoire with the game of like, okay, these are the rules. This is what we go by. This is what you can kind of expect. Sometimes they're broken, but you know, very few and far between. I got a lot of that in this to where I was like, I don't even know how that shit happened. Like, you know, so there's a example of this. So when it drops you off in that first area, right after the initial sequence and you start doing your first set of platforming, there's like a alcove you can go into with a big lizard in it. And it's very clearly like way over your level at that point, especially on grandmaster. Right. But I was actually big frog. Yeah. 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 I was actually, I was like kind of tearing the fucking thing up and I'm like, okay. And I'm getting a rhythm. I'm treating it like a, a dark souls boss where I'm like, okay, I just need to time this. And, uh, it does this like upward, you know, purely vertical jump and then comes down and that shit just breaks all rules of collision within that small area. And I'm just like, how do how do you, how are you okay with that? Like on story mode, for sure, I'm sure it wouldn't be as much of a problem. I'm sure even on hard, it's probably not as much of a problem. But when the shit is like acing you out in one hit, like I get one hit with this thing. So, but to be fair, this attacks that you like can't block. Yeah. Like there's, there's nothing I I can do about that. So, you know, I try to be as like hype on these games coming into the month, but it really kind of kicked my dick in, in a certain way that I was like, I'm not interested in doing this. I think the story is plenty good. The fucking, um, mouth work for the, uh, cutscenes and stuff like that. I, I, I don't think that this game belongs on like older generation consoles. 
Um, yes. Yeah, so there's a setting uh, that isn't automatically turned on too. It's like supposed to enhance the performance on old consoles. See too. the fuck though. Like just put that on. That on just put right. it on. I shouldn't have yeah. to go do that. So like, you know that that that's an issue. I genuinely, um, you know, kind of liked the cow character. Um, he seemed to be a pretty interesting character. It seems like there was a lot of like character development that can happen with him. Um, and I was kind of interested in like, you know, how he was, he was going to end up by the end of the game. Um, the collision also causes issues. Like Kyle said, when you're trying to navigate like, uh, like jumping around shit or jumping to shit, um, and it will just straight knock you off. I'm like right on top of this pipe, right? Like right where I should be in any other game to jump onto this fucking thing. And it slides me off and I'm like, eat a dick. This is just poor design. Like, I don't like that one bit. I don't like it one bit. And the customization seemed pretty cool. I saw very little of it. Um, so I can't say that I, uh, had the full customization experience with that game. I'm sure it ends up being pretty cool. Um, but I, I just could not for some reason be bothered to play this this month. I, I beat two games this month and one of them was not this like, <laughs> like I just, I just couldn't find the will to come back to it. it a little, you know, one part me, one part, you know, poor design in which I feel like I was looking at certain things. And I'm just like, how is that possible? Like, I don't understand. Um, I do think that the combat mechanics were interesting for what they were being able to deflect, uh, you know, uh, shots from, from the, from the laser guns. Like that was really cool. Um, I like that whole concept and like being able to basically parry a ranged enemy like that. Um, pretty neat. I like that. But otherwise, you know, I may come back to it and just kick it down to story mode and play through it for fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, know. I think probably maybe, well, I guess most of your issues with game design anyways. Uh, I was going to say maybe most of your issues that you stick into the grand jet master fucking thing. <laughs> and, and you know, that may be it. Like, it may be it. Dude, I, I had it on... I think I had it on Grandmaster, or maybe I just had it on hard for most of the game. And actually, no, I think I did start out on Grandmaster, and I immediately like not too didn't take me too long to kick that shit down to hard. And then even still playing through the game on hard, there were some fucking parts that were really fucking difficult, like with uh, bigger enemies and bosses and shit. And uh, eventually, I think it, it was like one of the last like boss battles of the game. I just was like ready to beat the game, and I I could not beat it all fucking hard. Like this one part, and I was I, I think I played like eight hours that day trying to just like get. Which boss it. was it? Uh, I think it was the uh, the second sister fight at the very very end of the game. Right before um, later. Yeah. Uh, and I just was getting so fucking tired of. I couldn't get the parry timing down with her, and she's got very fucking quick moves. And it just was like I was like, I'm just gonna kick it down to medium and not. Do you feel like your upgrades and stuff was just wasn't even helpful at all fighting her? I had to resort to what was effectively Um, a cheese strat to win that fight. There's a difference. Like, okay, go ahead. Like, we're all like you up your character. 
even trying to fight like her, do you feel trees? like you were like yeah, yeah. worthless still fighting her? Um, on that difficulty? Just, yeah, and I don't know. I feel like I uh playing through the second time that I because I I beat it, I don't know, a few months ago. I did mention it as one of the games that I've been playing recently. Um and I I tried I wanted to re-beat it this month and I just didn't have time to, to beat the whole fucking game, but um yeah, no, I just I on the second playthrough I realized like you can use your abilities a lot better in like conjunction with each other and there's certain times you want to use certain abilities in fights and obviously I knew part of that going through the first time, but I was really trying to get the hang of that going through the second time so that I could um you know, play on a higher difficulty and, and beat the bosses better. But I was just I was just over it and I'd been playing for so long that day I was like, I'm gonna kick this bitch down immediately and just knock it out. You know, to the fact that you guys finished it, you know, is a good testament to it being like a serviceable, you know, combat game, right? Like you can, yeah. you can play it all the way through. I, I genuinely feel like there is a difference between hard for the sake of being hard, hard for the sake of you not having comprehension of how the game works, right? And hard for the sake of it being broken, Right. Like, like there's a level of refinement that's required for games like that, where you're like so combat intensive and it's really focused on being like a third person action game that you, you got to get that shit high and tight. Like it, it has to feel right. And the fact that like someone who played through the entire game on hard and then gets to the final boss and then has to kick that shit down to medium is a testament to that. Like, it's not just hard for the sake of being hard. Like that just sounds like the scaling of difficulty is whack, like way off. It definitely like, is. you know, yeah, and, and that's, yeah, that's the thing it is like, not designed to be played on grandmaster. I'll tell you more about that yeah. later. Well, dude, looking at, like, if you look at, like, the, the meters, because there's three different, like, I, I think criteria or whatever when you're looking at the different difficulty levels that, like, have different, you know, levels to them. That parry window on Grandmaster is about fucking half a centimeter long on that fucking three-inch long bar, you know, for, like, yeah. the difficulty stats. Like, the parry window is so small, you have to be perfect with it if you have a bad hdmi cable or some shit you're gonna be off or something like it's like so tiny well and i think Um, that like with doom right we we had doom for one of the months and they have like you know 10 difficulties i may be exaggerating there but they got like 10 different difficulties right and the last one is like hard near impossible Right, and it's and for people who are really, yeah. really dedicated into that shit. There are people that that play that, and I watch it on YouTube, and I'm like, this is amazing, right? But at least in Doom, there's what feels to be like appropriate difficulty scaling throughout well, the game, right? Like that you're saying too, though. I think I, maybe part of it is that like grandmaster doesn't just mean you have the parry window down and you have like the blocking down and all that stuff but you know the perfect way and combination and time to use each and every one of your abilities to maximize your effectiveness in like your fighting and yeah. so you know like there could be a lot more that goes into that than just like how you're fighting with your lightsaber it, yeah, it's I like basically never parried anything but bolter blasts right so like there's a lot more to the game than just fighting with your lightsaber because your abilities and your force abilities and stuff can be really useful 
and you can strategize with those, um, especially when you're having a difficulty with the boss, which is something I didn't pick up on or didn't care to pick up on on my first playthrough. And to be fair, like issues like what I'm talking about, you know, just to kind of clear the air on it, like they will only really affect people who have like gone to the length of like going to play Grandmaster and then are seeing these kind of issues, right? Uh, I would say like 95% of, of people will probably play something else like medium story, yeah. you know, something that feels a little bit better balanced. I'm sure, you know, yeah, cause you I get a more of a parry story play medium. And I'm, enjoy it. and I think I may end up going back on some off time when like nobody's on and, you know, playing through a few chap a few chapters here and there. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's kind of the extent of of what i wanted to what i wanted to get at all right well then evan how about you how far did you get um so i, I didn't make it too terribly far uh, like i said I, I i made it around to the first three planets and then you circle back around to zepho uh once you get some droid and some more force abilities and uh you have to infiltrate a crashed uh like Battlestar ship, right? Um, yeah, you gotta like pull down the bridge and everything. Yeah, exactly. So, um, or honestly, this game I feel like uh, shouldn't exist, right? Um, it is, in my opinion, I, I don't know how this game actually got made. I think it's a great game. Uh, when I heard EA was doing another Star Wars game, I thought it was going to be trash. Straight up. And then, you know, some information started trickling in and uh, you hear that it's a single player game. Right. That really intrigued me. I was like, oh, it's going to be another multiplayer, you know, Star Wars game kind of cash grab Uh, because the new, you know, at that time, the new movies were coming out. And let me say, like, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. You want to talk about someone who grew up with Star Wars is this guy. Like I had the original toys, you know, um, the prequels I thought were were decent at the time when they first came out. You know, I, I didn't really care for them. Uh, also, liked Clone Wars as well. Uh, but the new Star Wars, um, I just can't really get into. I think there's some cool characters and some cool concepts, but um, I wasn't very excited, unfortunately, um, for the most recent trilogy. So when I heard they were making this game, I'm like, shit, you know, there is going to be part of this new trilogy. And it's, I I didn't have high hopes for it. Um, But this, the timeline where this takes place right after uh, Clone Wars, right after the Clone Wars. So Clone Wars has just been got a freshly minted Darth Vader. Right. Um, And, that was another thing, uh, you, you know, the, the timeline um, for the story really caught my attention to. So I was super excited to play this um, for those reasons. And uh, the fact that it was a single player and a heavy, like story driven campaign. That's really what I'm into. I, I, I don't play competitive stuff uh, too much anymore because no one's having fun. Right. Everybody's just losing their fucking mind. Um, and yeah, I play I games that have fun and get immersed in a story, right? So I was very intrigued by this. I was What's super excited. Like I, was, <laughs> I was super excited to play this as our game of the month. And, um, you know, look, the sure, the game has 
some flaws, right? It can be a bit clunky in, in spots. Um, but as far as fan service, like they gave it to us 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brand new characters that were uh, intriguing and had great arcs. The stories were awesome. You know, uh, kind of getting to see, uh, you know, because it appeared to me, at least from where I got into the story, that, you know, this was almost like uh, the Zephos or those planets, the the tombs you were exploring, that those were like sort of the beginning ideas of the Force, right? And the light and dark side and things like that. But I I thought the game had good balance. I, I played on Jedi Knight. Definitely had some issues early on with combat, uh, but you're obviously supposed to go back to some of these areas later. Um, right, yeah. You know, w- once you've progressed and you've leveled up, uh, you've gotten a little stronger. Uh, it, it definitely had a Souls-type uh, feel to it, right? The way you level up and, you know, you can you can lose the Force points that you gained and, and you have like the little meditation spots. They're just like bonfires and souls, you know, and that added a layer of difficulty to the game. I've been playing a lot of kind of souls like games here recently. So I felt pretty comfortable playing the game. Personally, I felt like the difficulty I had it on the Jedi Knight was uh, a good challenge for me, but also being able to keep it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, I thought the game was amazing. It had some amazing tie-ins to the animated series for Clone Wars, um, and I thought the the droid was a lot of fun. BB One, I wasn't expecting to like that, but you know, overall, uh, I, I thought it was a great game. I, I had a ton of fun playing this. I will definitely continue to play it. Uh, I would like to finish the story. Nice, yeah, dude. man. Well. I'm a. I think I'll go before you, Lane, just because. Yeah, that's fine. It was your game. I'll let you give the final word. But sure. Yeah, I ended up beating it on Jedi Master, and like I said, it definitely the combat was not designed to be played on Jedi Master, in my opinion. Like I think just Jedi would have been the perfect difficulty for it, because you would have gotten like a decent challenge out of it. But like Dylan was saying, a fair amount of my deaths felt like a little cheesy. Like it was like. Come on, like I feel like I was dodging there. I don't understand how the hell you're tracking me that effectively. Like, yeah, are you a Jedi Master or Jedi Grandmaster? Grandmaster, I mean, yeah, yeah, Yeah. dude. And like, but it was, it it was also like you said, Lane, where basically every fight came down to me just figuring out what I needed to do, which was finding the fight pattern and the rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like 90% of the time with like big bosses was like freeze and hit Y, but like, <laughs> right. And that's, that was how I beat Trilla too. And like, it would, uh, it would switch it up because you know, there'd be like what, three or four different like stages of the battle with the boss. So they'd hit you with like their first three moves for like a certain number of like dude. You know, a certain amount of time. And then hit you with some new moves that you weren't expecting. And you have to get used to those and, Big bath yeah. area of effect, the one that like spreads out across the arena. That one, yeah, was fucking ruined. like the the shockwave, because it was hard to dodge. Yeah. In addition to knocking out like eighty percent of my health bar and knocking me flat on my ass for like a half second, like 
Dude, that, that fucking bat though was pretty fucking sick, dude. <laughs> like, fight. And that's another thing. Like the story was really sick. The set pieces, like where you're at, what you're doing, everything was fucking lit. Like yeah. climbing up the god tree and then taking down a gigantic bat at the top of it and you go learn more shit about the force afterwards. Like it was real fun. Yeah. Jaro was so cool. Like when you go into the flashback and watch him just like Jaro to Paul, your your old master. Yeah, yeah like, dude, I thought he was a he's such a badass. <laughs> him and Seer, when you finally get to see her like go to town on some people, you're like, hey, you yeah, even, like that was impressive. <laughs> like, for sure, yeah. And yeah, like you she, said, Evan, like the characters into the dark past before, you know? right? Yeah, when you get to see that shit, which is lit, like, yeah, it was it was a really cool story. That's like it's funny because I was telling Johnny like I loved this game, but the whole time I was playing it, I was furious because. It just wasn't really designed. To, I did what Dylan did. I was like, I play Dark Souls. I'll play on Grandmaster. And like, it was doable, but it was frustrating the whole fucking time. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I jumped. Right. I don't understand why BD1 didn't take me down the cable. He just dropped me. <laughs> I know. That, that would happen every now and then. It's like, cool, bro. Thanks for having my back there. That was yeah. fucking sick. What are you doing here? <laughs> but overall... Really? It's like Evan said, I wasn't expecting EA to crank out like a really good, like you could tell it was done kind of under some time constraints. And like the map is the worst thing I've had to deal with in I don't know how long. That map is atrocious. Like, really? You think so? I liked it a lot. Like, it could be definitely, it could definitely be confusing at some points, but I really like the 3D and you can go down to different levels because um, you could use it to just kind of figure out where you needed to go for shit or if you i don't know i liked it i like the map personally i think i guess compared to deep rock galactic's fucking 3d map like it's like a fucking massive improvement (laughs) but i would say like color difference improvements and like uh, just a little better like division of sections would have done a lot or like definition of features but that yeah for sure i agree with you there and the mono monotone blue on everything kind of made it a little difficult to read sometimes. The motherfucking Super Mario sixty four sliding down whatever the hell slick thing mechanic can it got old. Yeah, I uh, wish they hadn't used that like over and over and over. Like that was horrible. Yeah, it was kind of cool know. the first time, you know. But yeah, yeah, that was not fun. That was the worst type of platforming section. Like the sliding back and forth was so touchy and just completely Indeed. pointless. And I'm like though. trying to steer on the slide is always impossible. It's just yeah. so broken. So like they like did a lot. Like it's it's a very good game. Definitely not a great game. I loved it, but like it could have been a lot more. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to number two. Like I heard that they've announced a number two, and so that'll be sick because this was really cool. I'm glad we ended up playing it. It was something I'd like wanted to play for a while. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Darth Vader's lit. Always. Yeah, dude. It's always <laughs> pretty fucking sick. I think, I think it's also hard for me for like some type for like, it was a good Star Wars game, but it's like, I don't know. I just have like always in my mind, I wish it would be like the style of Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy style to me. For how Oh, it was a really good Star Wars game. Did you play it, Evan? Like, what is the style? I did. I did play it. Wasn't that an Electronics uh, Arts game too? Um, I can't can't remember if EA did that one. Um, 
I don't think but so. It, it, it was a cool game. I think it was on the original. Oh, yeah, LucasArts. Was it a 360 game? No, it was the first Xbox. But that, okay, yeah, original Xbox. Um, you can actually still get it on the Xbox One. I, it was basically uh, just in two. Um, you basically create your own character to be a Jedi, and you progress through the story. You can choose if you want to go evil or good. So it's like a straight-up RPG. Cool. Yeah. yeah, if that's cool. what I would recommend for you guys, I mean, it's like the same thing. You can pick whatever lightsaber you want, whatever color, and it's just you can progress if you want to be evil the whole time or just good. Graphics nice. are terrible now, but it was a great. Game. That's what <laughs> right. I kind of like hope and like feel that same experience with that one. But it was still, this one was still a good and enjoyable game with how they made the story. I thought it was cool, like for what I, where I was, where they met up with the lady on that ship. How she was a Jedi and she like got rid of like she just tried to get rid of the force out of her because she didn't want it anymore. I didn't think I didn't know you could do that, but I thought that was kind of cool, like to learn that kind of thing. Yeah, they're yeah, for sure. Had so much interesting backstory, it felt like the girl you meet on Dathomir was really hot. The night sister, like the night sister, yeah, or not the night sister. What was what was her uh, what was they called? Oh, the second sisters. No, uh, no, Night Sisters, right? Oh no, yeah. So the other sisters were the were the the sisters, right? Inquisitors. Yeah, the Inquisitors. Yeah, oh, she was cool. Since, the fucking oh. uh, kooky like Jedi dude you met up with on Dathomir and had to fight. He was cool. Yeah, it was lit how he could block every force attack. He had to just lightsaber his ass. Dude, yeah, he was like a he was like a badass. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was a cool fight. I like that fight. Evan, since you're the Star Wars fan, do you think you would have? Mm-hmm. Do you think the game would have been a, like a little bit better if Lucas Arcs still helped out with making those type of games? Um, or do you think it's hard you know, because EA tries to live up to those type of stories, even uh, though it's not really with uh, it? I mean, Lucas Arcs always put out like a solid project uh, product, but I, I can't see this being. Uh, any better as far as like story and character development I was very happy with um, with what they did personally you know and I take it personally I'm one of these one of these fans that it's like an affront to me if you do anything that I perceive as you know ruining Star Wars in any kind of way um, so no I th- that's that's why I'm saying that it, this game shouldn't exist because I thought without LucasArts, you know, that we weren't going to get anything with any real depth at all. Yeah. Right? It's just, hey, it's Star Wars, guys. Give us money, you know. Um, yeah, but right. this game that's has, what like, Battlefront. Sure. And why shouldn't they do it again? I mean, that's what they do, man. It's EA. But, um, no, I was very pleased. Um, shocked is probably the word I would use. It sounds like maybe you were looking for a, a bit of a different game, Kyle, because, you know, I think that LucasArts was was really a pioneer in the whole um, Mass Effect model, right, of a game and right. coming around and being able to decide a path and having these, like, instances of genuine consequence um, things like that, that, that really yeah. came to light in games later on, like Mass Effect and what was the one that was set in, um, medieval times from the same publisher that did Mass Effect. Uh, 
um, Dragon Age. That's what it was. Um, you know, things things like that. Like, I don't think this game would have benefited necessarily from those concepts. I think that it benefited from being like a, a Souls-like Metrovania kind of game. Yeah. Um, and that's from coming from someone who um, didn't 100% like it. <laughs> Like, you know, I, I don't, I think that a Mass Effect game in the Star Wars universe with like the Mandalorian maybe would be really cool. Um, you know, something like that, you know, being a bounty hunter and kind of like edge it around that. But when you're developing one character like Cal and you're going with this like souls, like almost, uh, um, you know, that just that basic action rpg kind of model um it fit well with it i feel like i agree with evan i don't think it should have ever existed i don't know who greenlit this but they did the right thing it got a nine on metacritic and like an 83 um you know otherwise awesome reviews yeah so i I mean it seems nervous for the game because that's why i like i was comparing with the lucas art ones because EA let me down with Battlefront 1 and 2 because those are just dog shit. They're literally and then they're they're they a, do that one. They're a multiplayer like um you know cash grab, yeah, like you know um when they do shit like uh Smash Brothers, right? And they integrate all these characters into just like this fighting game, right? Like yeah. it feels like that kind of you know, we're just going to give these people a bunch of cool Star Wars shit. I remember when the first game came out and we were at GameStop working and they kept talking about like photogrammetry, right? Like that was their big thing with Battle Battlefront. Like they were like, oh, we've scanned all these models in and they look super cool and like everything looks realistic. And like it was really just a fanboys, you know, a, a multiplayer experience like that kind of thing but it is you know it it scared me for sure off of it entirely until we did this and i think i may go back with a lighter difficulty but i could see what kyle's saying for sure that um being let down as a star wars fan by ea can probably poison the well a little bit in that respect like but i'm glad that they took a step off and decided to do something like this maybe it's a good indicator that we may get games more like this from from ea and the star wars universe it's not just a cash grab like a like i said like a mandalorian game would be dope as fuck i think well luckily it was this game was thinking about doing it what what was that kyle sorry i think i've been hearing too that bethesda might be doing a that would be cool you know full rpg Star Wars game that'd be kind of dope I may be more interested in playing something like that but yeah no it's certainly pay for your own server in order to play alone probably yeah absolutely (laughs) isn't it a shame that like I don't we don't get excited when we hear Bethesda is making maybe making a Star Wars game but it's a shame that they did this to themselves the bastards he used to be so hype bro we used to hype every time Bethesda put out a product, and it was well deserved. They put out good product for a long time. Like, yeah, so we'll come know. to that. We'll come to that later. That's actually one of our topics. Mm-hmm. Well, Shively, I'll get into it. 
Uh, yeah, man. Uh, you guys know that I. Uh, about the game. I. Uh, it's pretty clear already that I really enjoyed the game. Um, I fucking I love the story. I love that it was like a new and original like Star Wars story that was like good and interesting and. Uh, yeah, man. It was. Um, it was great. I love the the characters like we were talking about. Like, there's some characters that are really cool. Like, even like some of the minor characters, like Grease. He was just a cool dude to have around, just like cracking jokes and being a grumpy old dude. And just, you know, it was uh, it was cool. And um, I liked how it was kind of squeezed right after uh, Revenge of the Sith and right before like Rogue One. Uh, I like how you got like. Um, Saw Gerrera, Forrest Whitaker's character in, in uh, Rogue One. I like how he was roped into the story. And um, man, yeah, I, I, I fucking loved this game. Man. I thought it was so cool. That part where you uh, you're on the ice planet and you got your Kyra crystal and you're like choosing your fucking lightsaber color. Like, I was so hyped the first time I like played through that. I was like, it's fucking awesome, it's sick. And then after that, you just like have access to all the colors and which really unlocked the full customization of your lightsaber and stuff. I thought it was just really, really sick, man. Um, you know, you get the badass uh, classic Star Wars soundtrack in there, too, with all the horns and stuff, just setting the, setting the mood and making it badass. Uh, so, yeah, I really enjoyed the story. Um, there were a couple buggy issues with it, you know, when you're playing through it. I think on my first playthrough, uh, I had an issue with, like, audio and the cutscenes, like, cutting out here and there, but... Um, Honestly, I kind of just chalked it up to like download corruption or something. But uh, on that note, though, they didn't release the game for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X until like literally last month. So um, that probably tells you that they put some additional development, some necessary additional development into the uh, new generation console versions of this game, which would be really cool to check out. Um but yeah, man, I am. I'm very excited for the second one. I was like looking to see if they had DLC for this one because I wanted to just like play more of it, and uh, it's disappointing because they pretty much said they exclusively had said that they weren't going to be releasing DLC because they just wanted it to be a solid standalone story, and they wanted it to be able to continue in the next game. They probably also uh, didn't understand how well it would do. Because a lot of that DLC prep yeah. happens before it's released. Like, we don't realize sure. that. But a lot of the development on DLC starts before the game's even out. And I think that they yeah. may have just not been 100% certain that this was going to be something that hit, you know. So so maybe with the yeah. second one, you'll see yeah. that come around. It's like, Dude, one thing I want for number two is more enemies that aren't motherfucking spiders. Thank you, right? There yes. Too many spiders in this game. I feel heard. Someone who made this had a spider thing, for sure. I don't know. I don't know who it was. Or they but... hated someone who had <laughs> spider phobia. Their roommate. But loved Star Wars, right? <laughs> yeah, they're like, let's <laughs> let's get the the spider per you know per area up, for sure. Maximum hey. spider. Even on my second playthrough, I was like, yeah, I'll go to Dathomir and I'll get the, the lightsaber early. And I just like fought like 20 spiders. I was like, man, fuck this. I'm going to get to Dathomir when I'm supposed to. I'm just going to go to fucking Zepho. I hate this place. Like, <laughs> so I just, I hate them, dude. And then Kashyyyk, the giant ones, those giant ones are just scary, man. Like, and they rear up and they're just terrifying. 
fucked up, man. Big scary spiders. That one because then I'm like, half the time I'm just trying to like roll away and like get away. Yeah, you get attacked like three of them. And like, dude, the worst is like, I'm trying to run away from them, just get some distance. And then like, I flip my camera around and that motherfucker's just <laughs> like, like it's terrifying dude i hated the spiders but um i did like a lot of the other fauna and stuff like the like the harmless fauna on the bagano like the little uh like squirrel like whatever they are like looking things are cute as hell did anybody else get the one that like sticks around as your pet yep yeah dude it's a little dude you get to have a pet squirrel my opinion it's completely like a, has changed. My compl- I've I've completely changed my opinion. A one space squirrel, one hundred percent. Just like hang around the ship, and every now and then you'll pop out. And it's like, oh, what's up? <laughs> it's like, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's cool. My second playthrough, I, my goal was to kind of have all of my fucking abilities upgraded by the time I get to the end of the game, just so I just had it all. Um, I don't think I had them all upgrade. I mean, obviously, in my first playthrough, I, I beat it. I upgraded like a good amount of it, but I don't think I had like every single one upgraded yet. And uh, um, so I was really trying to go for that. And uh, like I said, I'm disappointed I didn't get to play it more this month because it was really fun. But since I started the new campaign, I'll probably be back to playing it more. So I, uh, yeah, overall, I really, really enjoyed it, and I am excited for the next one. Yeah, like Dylan said, it won like a bunch of uh, where it got really good reviews. Like nine out of ten on Metacritic, nine out of ten on Steam, four and a half out of five for GameStop, and it won a bunch of awards for like best game and stuff. So it was really cool, and uh, it was really beautiful. Like the not, I guess some of the graphics weren't all there, at least with the character models. Like I don't know, sometimes Sears' face when you were talking to her was a little fucked up. It just didn't quite look right. The Uncanny but, Valley a few times. Yeah. They did really well with Cal's character model, though, I thought. They put a lot of attention and detail into him. Uh, he always was looking good in the cutscenes and everything. But other than the character models, like some of the, just like the scenery and like some of the, the cinematics and like the, the, some of the shots in the game were really, really cool. And uh, just all the different biomes and worlds you got to explore, I thought that was awesome. Like you were saying, the fucking god tree or whatever on Kashyyyk, I think was sick. And the giant, like honestly, Kashyyyk was really just giving me like lots of Avatar vibes with like the god tree yeah, and like the sure. flying like phoenix dragon thing. Like, well, you're in luck because they got an Avatar game coming out. You're in do. luck. Yeah, that was uh, that was one of the things that they talked about during the. Uh, the game things they've been doing. Yeah, kind of the E3, kind of. E3. Quarantine yeah. E3, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, man. So, uh, I would definitely recommend the game, and I did buy the game. Oh, yeah, another thing I wanted to mention is maybe I enjoyed some of the lightsaber customization a little bit more. It's because, like, I bought, I don't know, I think I bought, when I got my console, it came with Jedi Fallen Order, and it was like the upgraded edition of the game or whatever. So I had some like extra cosmetics already for like my lightsabers to, to like start off with. So I don't know. I kind of had like a leg up on the the cosmetics that I. But like I said, I really enjoyed the cosmetics. But I would definitely recommend it um, to buy. Yeah, man. Overall, love the game. I believe that if uh, if you buy this now, it's standard AAA price. Isn't it? Um, because I think it may have still been sixty dollars on some consoles. But. So 
at least on Steam, you can get the deluxe edition for fifty bucks. Okay, that's not bad. Um, Better than I thought. Forty bucks, and then uh, you can even get the Star Wars triple bundle, which is Star Wars Squadrons, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order deluxe, and Battlefront Two for ninety-seven dollars on Steam. I think the forty-dollar price point is good. It think, is for the base game. Yeah, I think I'd sure. be all right with really, that. It's really good. Um, I'm, I'm curious what it is for, uh, like Xbox, at least for like the newer generations. But, I mean, I, I would guess since they just released it they, for the the newer generations, it's probably AAA price. But they also not, so. they also probably want to incentivize you to go to Games Pass on some of it too, so it may still be full price or on EA Play. Right. Um, yeah. And it's already it's on Game Pass right now, anyway. So if you if you have Game Pass, and you have Xbox. Oh, I want to talk about that really quick. Weird experience downloading something off of Games Pass that's an EA Play title. It's weird mm. because it originally, like, if you just navigate to the title in the Xbox Game Store, it does not give you the option to download it if you have Games Pass. Like, what you have to do is you have to go through the Games Pass menu. You have to pull it up. And then it has a tab in there that says EA Play. And then it'll show you that it's like discounted to free or whatever. Um, But I had a wicked hard time the first night actually just like trying to download it. Because it wasn't like readily available like the other Xbox Games Pass games were. Where it's Uh, like you click it, one button, it's ready to go. Um, You had to navigate to the actual non-game store one. But the, the... um, yeah, yeah. Games Pass one in the EA app, yeah, which is weird. I don't know. So for um, for Xbox sellers, uh, for the next thirteen days, well, I don't know whenever this is coming out, so you'll never hear this. <laughs> but if you happen to see it, uh, it's uh, sixteen bucks. Um, oh, yeah. Normally, normally that's a great price bucks. point. That's a really yeah, good. normally forty bucks for the next thirteen deal. days. Uh, sixteen bucks. And the deluxe edition on Xbox is still only fifty bucks, so I would assume. Uh, and you know, I I think that that's okay. Like I've played forty dollars yeah. for indie titles, so I would I would pay forty dollars for this, even though I didn't have the best time with it. I would still throw forty bucks at that, like for sixteen dollars, especially. <laughs> like that's right? a that's yeah. a quick easy pickup for sure. Dude, what the heck is this? So on PlayStation, it's a uh, the standard edition is forty bucks, but the deluxe edition, which is normally fifty bucks, is twenty five bucks. Interesting, like on sale. Yeah, until yeah. like uh, it's a probably like the next person did. It's like uh, August fifth. It's probably a competing value for the Xbox thing. Like they saw it went on sale. Yeah. And they were like, okay, well, yeah, we'll get well, our Xbox deluxe one yeah. close enough yeah, to the... Is, Xbox is going to give you the standard edition for 15 but we'll give you the deluxe edition for 25 Smart. A lot of those are like reactionary sales. You'll see them happen on like computer as well. Something will go on yeah. sale on Humble Bundle or on Fanatical and then on Steam. It's it, So it's basically undercutting it by like 5%. You'll see it's like 15% off on Steam. And then on Humble, it's 20% off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You'll see that quite a bit. Oh, well, what did you overall impressions of the game? I think we got a Dylan. Well, I don't know, Dylan. What's yours? You kind of seem a little bit on the fence. I'm waffling because I do feel like 
like I don't want to have people misconstrue like the criticism that I laid on it as like things that are totally unexcusable and that happen without circumstance like it does happen with circumstance and it's playing it on really hard like Justin said like on Grandmaster it does not feel like it should be played this way I I feel like uh, if you like Star Wars and you have an affinity for even you know slight uh, Dark Souls concepts and and Metroidvania concepts I think you'll enjoy it just don't try and go over your difficulty bound because not only is it going to kick you in the dick in the traditional way, but it's also going to game mechanic kick you in the dick. Um, you know, but play it on medium, play it on hard. It sounds like it was better experienced that way. So, yeah. And uh, they, they literally have a story mode too, where like you can just go run through and kind of, I don't know, but breeze through the battles would be the right way to put it. But, uh, the battle's probably a lot easier and you can really just focus on the actual story because, like a lot of us said, the story itself was just awesome. It was a cool and original Star Wars story. Um, Johnny, overall impression? Well, you didn't play it much. Yeah, right I didn't all, play it much, but uh, <laughs> not really at all. But, um, yeah, I, like I said, I'd definitely go back to it. The exploration right. in that yeah. game seems like it it caught my attention very well. For sure. Kyle, overall impression? Um, I like it. It's definitely one of those games where if I had like nothing else to do, that'd be a fun game to just play and enjoy. Yeah. Justin, I think you're a you're a yay. I enjoyed it. For sure. And Evan, Evan enjoyed it too. So yeah, man, go out and check out Fallen Order. It's uh, like we said, it's on Game Pass and there's some pretty awesome sales going on to buy the game right now too since they just re-released it for the newer editions uh, or newer generation consoles um yeah yeah so uh with that i think we're going to take our technical break guys uh thanks for sticking with us and we'll see you after this and uh yeah hit them with the wubs topic it was is cloud gaming the future who wants to talk about this this is me this is me i'm dylan and it's me all right it is a very is a very dylan topic so there's a few things that have just come to light recently and i wanted to get everybody's opinions here because we have a couple generations of gate well two generations of gamers and then we also have some people who are pretty 
technology forward here. So it's a, it's a nice place to talk about it, but um, back when games pass was first announced and like starting to roll out, we had heard a rumor of like project X cloud, right? And it was a Azure backed service where they wanted to be able to put like the end goal was to be able to get people to play games on their phone. Like that was, that was, End goal number one, streaming to people's phones so that you could play anywhere. Um, and then, you know, by default, all other devices get included in that, right? So they were talking about putting the app on TVs, like smart TVs and things like that so that you can get games right out the box without buying a console. Um, some things have also come to light where Steam um, for a long time has done streaming of games from a computer in your house to uh, another computer in your house, but they have this thing called the stream deck now, which is a portable solution to do that with. Um, yeah, yeah, essentially house to house. And I think that, um, you know, with, uh, PUBG mobile and Fortnite mobile, we saw a insurgence of people who were willing to play these games on their on their phone um and i just wanted to kind of get everybody's you know temperature on feasibly being able to just play games on your smart tv after a while and like not having to buy a console i sat there and i thought about it a little bit and i'm like it kind of cannibalizes their market right but that's yeah but i said it's owned by the console companies and they just crank up the price of you know that service yeah and and i wouldn't need to be as expensive as an xbox because it's recurring right but it they would definitely make it more expensive and you know i said there i think what you'll see is is you'll see the producers of televisions right like lg and samsung but you know they'll come equipped with like you know Microsoft hardware. I, I think that that'd be cool. The um, big hurdle for a long time was being able to hook a controller up to your Wi-Fi router. So, like there are yeah. there are instances like with Stadia, Google Stadia, um, and also Amazon is launching a service called Luna, which is a, a AWS backed game streaming service, and. I think that I sat there and I thought about that whole cannibalizing concept and I was like, well, it may open them up to a brand new market entirely of people who would have not like ever paid $500 for a console to right, play yeah. games. Right. But if it's just available on the TV, like maybe a, like gaming on your phone. Yeah. Like maybe a parent for a kid would be more apt to you know, spend $20 a month or something like that as compared to buying a $500 console or things like that. So I was just kind of grind your kid from video games. that way too. That's exactly <laughs> fucking disable the app on the TV. But I thought it was an interesting concept. It still needs work. Um, because there's definitely some like latency issue that comes in with streaming from servers that are off site yeah. and especially far away. Like the infrastructure has to be really sound in order to do something like that. And I don't think you can at this point play like a Dark Souls game on streaming, you know, or something that requires like reaction time. Um, More or less, they've been playing Assassin's Creed on it, though, and it seems very promising. Um, 
but how do we feel about about eventually just playing games from the cloud and not owning shit like just buying into a streaming service like that because we're already getting accustomed to it with games pass i'd be okay with it I guess I guess they would bypass they would bypass the actual console contracts too. Yeah, like you say, you wouldn't have to pay for a TV that is owned by Microsoft. It would just be owned by the actual game company. That or the TV provider like Vizio. So yeah. one thing I figured out right is that like my Vizio TV doesn't have every app installed on it, and that's like a contractual basis that the TV provider pays the service provider. A license fee to put this shit on their television, right? Like in the way of an application. Um, so I think it does kind of uh, simplify that process a little bit because you can just have Microsoft be like, hey, you know, here's our app on, you know, put it on your TVs. And then people just pay a 20 something dollar subscription a month to play, you know, on their, on their television without having to buy a console. Um, I think this kind of indicates a, a bit of a move away from consoles in general. Like we're, we see that the Xbox hardware is closer to a television or closer to a PC, a personal gaming PC uh, more and more as the generations go on. And yeah. I feel like they may be pulling away from that console model entirely. Something just dedicated to playing games. And that's it. Hmm. Um, but you know it's 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 an interesting concept being able to play something like Halo on your phone, you know, like while you're at work or whatever, you know, I that mean, kind of shit. You but. basically can now with Xbox Game Pass. Like I can play any of my games on my phone and connect my Xbox controller to it. Yep. Yep. So well, and um, like, was it back in uh, in May? Uh, they were unveiling. Microsoft was unveiling some stuff with uh, the smartphone, the Surface Duo smartphone, yep. right? Yep. Um, and uh, using that to kind of uh, turn it into uh, like a handheld Xbox, even though you could do it on your phone. It, you know, this would be the preferred. Yeah, tablet method, yeah. you know, something a little closer with a larger screen that you, you could know, kind of I mean, appreciate that it's, on just a half step away right yeah. to upgrade to some sort of like high-end television right and you could still deal like i said people like Vizio, lg you know people that produce the television um to, to have that production done right um so i i would be i would totally be down um, do you think that it's a viable yeah like a viable replacement I mean, why wouldn't it be? I, yeah. I think all people care about is quality, right? So, um, I mean, I, I prefer to have physical media, but I find myself moving further and further uh, away from that. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't have... I mean, I have also, no where we are, too, now. No one likes to buy, like, game disc anymore. People would prefer... Driving to their car, going to a GameStop to buy a game, and it's already right there, ready for you. I would personally be cool with that too, if it's just all on the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that yeah. it would it's, be it's a, one less device. It, it makes for a cleaner, you know, area. Um, you know, as far as your entertainment area. Um, 
It also I, completely strips away the ability for you to purchase shit. Like, it would be cool to me if they gave you an option to, like, not only can you stream the stuff on Games Pass, but you could maybe feasibly buy titles on the store as well um, that maybe not included in that. Um, I'm sure they'll probably get to that point, right? Because I don't think you can have a service like that without a store just in general. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, the thought of having like a Netflix model for me is a little spooky because uh, I'm like, there's shit that I like to play all the time, not on rotation or whatever, you know? And, yeah. and if a game disappears off the catalog, it's gone at least until it's re-entered into the catalog. So well, I don't think being able to like buy specific games, you know, would go away. I don't see them getting doing away with yeah. that. You know, I, I, I think, think you could always have your category or your yeah. catalog, and you can always, you know, purchase any specific game you want. But just like Games Pass, there will be services provided that like are like Netflix for games, where you just pay a subscription and you get a bunch of rotating games. And if it, you know, if it gets to where it's that popular, then they'll definitely be like consistently like better like mainstream games on there too you know just like it's not all just shitty like abc television on netflix it's gonna be they're gonna have some be pulling in some bigger names onto those services as well. So. that's also i feel like why they're trying to push pretty hard for the day one games <laughs> on games pass like because uh, yeah. they're doing that now where they're like right. hey we yeah, got cool. like we got pre-orders up what essentially equates to a pre-order where you can look at it and it's like, oh, this is coming up on the 29th, right? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, shit, okay, I'm, I'm going to put this on pre-download as soon as it hits. It'll download to my exactly. Xbox. Yep. But it's a total, like, bleeding edge frontier. I feel like it's something that will ultimately change the landscape of, of how that shit works from here on out. Um, yeah. When it comes to access uh to games because there's been whole classes of people who haven't had access to that kind of thing and if you could get it from a app on your phone that really bridges the like monetary gap right because the kid may not have an xbox but they for sure should have a smartphone like right 100 like or a functioning adult that doesn't participate in games right that's not their hobby. They have a fucking smartphone, like some kind of thing that they carry around yeah. with them every day. But I thought it was interesting. Just wanted to chat a little bit about some of the new innovations coming out on the on the uh, cloud side of things, for sure. But sounds like it's a welcome change. Yeah, you know, I think it's kind of natural progression of things, honestly, with how things already <laughs> stuff's already going everything is becoming just easier to access and that's kind of like the next step for gaming so yeah go ahead well something else I'm curious about Dylan what was your PSA about this game <laughs> Darksiders Genesis bro so that game Evan and I played through it this month and beat it um, it's a really cool entry into the series it's it's a strange amalgamation of like diablo and hack and slash um it is fucking piss poor and broken though when you get to the end of that game 
like the lore the lore is not enough like evan and i ground through that game and let me just let me just give you a a a concept of what we're dealing with here so hard locks um and significant portions of levels that will hinder progress so the ship will just completely turn off there are full collision bugs where you're like in a boss battle and it pushed me underneath the floor and like put me in the infinity fall shit i haven't seen since like tony hawk's pro skater and like underground too right where you could like yeah go into that perpetual fall underneath a underneath a piece of a boss battle like landscape fucking hated that the yeah, is there no is there no like kill zone there was no kill zone no you just fall for i fell i fell infinitely and then oh evan's up there trying to fucking beat it on his own and then he gets pushed underneath the floor and then we got restarted like back to the beginning of the boss i'm just like there's you know there were pieces of that game where evan and i were like playing through it and we're like how did this get past qa like entirely and this game was rated super well like it was not just like a like a brand new game it's semi brand new um i would have to pull it up and see when it came out but it's the newest entry in that Darksiders Perfect. series. For it's all the rave and rage, like great reviews. Yeah, let me. Well, pull. I thought it was a lazy version of them not trying to finish the Fourth Horseman. Well, that too. Like the there's some. So this game yeah, takes off by the fact that they changed their whole game. This game takes place. So it was released in 2019 at the end of it, the very end, coming into 2020. Um. It was fucking rated 9 out of 10 on Steam and like 8.7 on IGN and 81% on PC Gamer and it's a broken piece of garbage. Like we played it on Games Pass um, and I'm glad I did because I would never put any money into that title. Um, the, The bare mechanics of it are pretty fun. It's a co-op game but like the net code in it is shit. So there was like regular dropouts or like, you know, things where it was inconsistent over network. Not a huge fan of that. Um, and this fucking game is built to play co-op. <laughs> like, like yeah. there's just no way around that. Like, how do you get around that? And then shit collision on like, so that it has this, this camera that pops out and you can't control it. It's fixed. So there's pieces where it's having you do traversing terrain and the camera's just in the wrong spot completely. Like, you're doing a blind jump. You can't see where you're going. Yeah, stuff like that, man. So I just wanted to give a quick PSA. Don't buy that piece of shit, no matter what they say online. Get it on Games Pass. Better, like, you think it's any better on PC? It may be. It may have been like, one of those games geez, that was... <laughs> like, it, it may have been one of those games that, that was really developed for PC and then ended up getting ported to consoles and, and didn't work. Um, yeah, but like I cannot. Now that's yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> like I felt bad enough about it that I was like, I have to warn people, even if it's just like the small people, small amount of people that listen to our podcast. Like they need to know that this shit is not an option. Do not buy this game. <laughs> yeah, fucking review. Oh yeah, it's gonna be scathing, right? <laughs> but I just wanted to give a short PSA on Darksiders Genesis. Don't, just don't. 
And if you like pain, I know. And you and you and you want to be frustrated because you have some kind of you know shit wrong with you, you can play that game. But <laughs> I don't want none of it. I want none of it. Just enjoy the up three. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the warning, Dylan. That game also kind of takes yeah. place in a fun period, which I was excited about because it's the one right before the fall of humanity, right after they left Eden, right? Oh. So, so, like, before the first game, yes. Um, so it's like the first game happens at the beginning of the apocalypse, right? This one is literally taking place during the breach of Garden of Eden, and when Satan goes up there and like gives people free choice of like you know do do with this as you will right everybody leaves eden goes on earth and there's calamity and mayhem fucking yep yep yeah yep. fucking fighting all of that you know but it was the yeah flattery. don't fucking do it i can't in good conscience have that game exist without a disclaimer on that shit deserves a big <laughs> asterisk <clears throat> bear in mind we beat it but it was a painful process not a lot of fun towards the end of that game there's well, 17 chapters by the way too so if you're not enjoying it <laughs> Genesis. yeah darksiders genesis you heard it here first fuck yeah, darksiders like D- genesis yeah right go well ahead. go ahead nice. evan what were you gonna say at least he didn't buy it though yeah what were you gonna say evan never mind okay <laughs> moving on Peace that thought all right so we're going to move on to Johnny's topic. Johnny, what did you want to talk about? Uh, I wanted to know what everybody's favorite DLC was in any game whatsoever. So for mine personally, I love New Vegas, Old World Blues. I feel like that one was the best for me. Dialogue, gameplay, everything was great on that one. Uh, that would have been my answer if you hadn't just liked it. <laughs> I have a backup. What's yours? Um, what the hell is it called? What's the DLC for Bioshock Two? Burial. Let's see. Or Minerva's Den. Minerva's, Minerva's Den. Den. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. That's what I was trying to think. Of. I call burial at sea before you take it. <laughs> <laughs> We're so basic. <laughs> We're mm-hmm. An entire mm-hmm. franchise worth of DLC. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can have Burial at C1 as long as I get Burial at C2. That's right. I think there was a Skyrim DLC that was pretty good. What was that called? The uh, dragon... The one where you had to fight the dragon board? Yes, yeah, that one. That one was pretty cool. The, the golden horse armor in uh, Oblivion. There you go, that's my boy. <laughs> horse armor is number one for sure. Johnny, why is Old World Blues your uh, number one while the other guys choose? Uh, I mean, it it had it had everything: comedy, conflict, uh, just everything to do. That area was pretty big. Um, lots of lo- like a really sick area. Yeah, lots of locations to actually explore, going inside and outside. Uh, a lot of new enemies. A lot of fucking hard enemies you learn where the Cazadors come from, and that's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Did you fight a giant uh, rad or a giant robo scorpion? Yeah. 
Yeah, dude, those brains are hilarious. That opening dialogue is forever and a half, though. It's like 20 minutes of just bullshit. <laughs> it, it is just like, it's 40 minutes if you listen to it all. It's I think it's like an hour or something like that if you actually listen to it all. Just, that's but it's right. funny. It's hilarious and it's worth it. Well, and I love when you get to the other brain that they're all warning you about, and he's like, you've met them, right? They're fucking crazy. They have to be stopped. <laughs> yeah, and I, lo- I love that he's just a huge druggie. Yeah. <laughs> he took some, he took some uh, psycho that made him act up, which is, like, which, <laughs> which is like coke, I guess you would put that. Yeah. Methamphetamine, bro. Or meth, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that's true. I think Honestly, the All Out New Vegas has like four of the best. Like that game has the best DLC set of any game I've ever played. All World Blues, Lonely Hearts, right? Is that what? Or uh, Lone, Lonesome Road, yeah. Uh, Honest Hearts, I think. Honest care Hearts, yeah. This is the only middling one. Jason Graham or whatever the Mormons. I mean, it's 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 a good backstory too, but I I feel like it still kind of just offered nothing. It just threw in that Jason Graham was a part of the Caesar's Legion, and he kind of spread from there. What was the the other three were like a combined story? No, not really. Yeah. Dead, Mon- Dead Money was its own thing. I liked Dead Money. That was the one with Zion, right? And you were in the other casino. No. Zion had. What was it? Oh, you're you're thinking about the casino? Yeah, that yeah. was the one with the casino. Yeah. I like that one just because it gave backstory on uh, the Brotherhood of Steel, which was my favorite faction too. I liked it because it was like a horror vibe, and you were like in survival mode without your guns and everything, trying to figure out. Yeah, it's, it strips away everything, and then you're just you feel kind of fucked at the beginning. For sure. And then yeah, they tie it all together. I liked Ulysses in the Lonesome Road at the end too. Like he was a really cool character. Yeah, definitely. Nice voice, for sure. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I could listen to that. That guy should narrate more shit. Like, I could listen right. to that for, like, hours. Cal, <laughs> what's your favorite DLC of all time? You know, I'm struggling because there's two, but I'd probably have to say for Skyrim, I like the Dawn Guard DLC, where it was a vampire one, where you get to choose if you want to be the at that vampire lore and you get the elder scroll that one was really cool yeah i, I like that, that one quite a bit beautiful stories but especially going into the dark world and then just having to fight one of those dragons in there is there um, werewolf oh yeah, in that's, that one that, there uh, are yeah yeah okay i wish they had some conflict between those two but they never did just wondering when you get to go you could get all the vampire perks and then turn into a werewolf though you could do it with mods when you (laughs) (laughs) no with mods (laughs) when you when you um go into the daedric void though that's actually a pretty cool moment in dlc um just because it, it it was like really freeform in the story compared to the rest of the game I feel like a lot of Elder Scrolls Skyrim like in Elder Scrolls titles in general like are super serious about their story they're like you're a shouting dragon man and you're gonna like it and it's gonna be super serious and we're gonna have fun doing it right but that one was pretty free form the Daedric was an asshole you know that kind of thing I liked that DLC a lot it was, art. It, it was also Fallout 4 that um that one where you got on the boat 
what was it called? Um, oh, I, I know what you're talking about. Bar Harbor. Thank you. Bar Harbor. I thought that was a great story, too. Only if you take Nick Valentine with you, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'd even warn you. you. If you like try to take the boat without Nick, because I tried to take the dog and it was like, no, dude, you're seriously going to want to take Nick. (laughs) No, (laughs) take the dog. Crawling through that, that first, first sense memories though, was really cool. Like getting to know the story behind the sense and the relationship between, between him and Nick was really cool and very ominous. You know, he's, you know, coming at him from like a predecessor standpoint, but then you learn that Nick is also a predecessor, you know, from the same period that that, that, that dude is from. So it's that's. Like, I, I, honestly, I feel like Fallout games should lean into like horror vibes more frequently because like agreed. a lot of their cooler areas, like the one from Fallout 3 where you're in the swampy area, that deal. Oh. Lookout point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a lot of well, fun. I, I also that one. Yeah, I also it's like the pit. the DLCs, man. <laughs> the pit I also was the pit because uh, it just stripped away everything, and then those frogs seemed like they were super overpowered without your actual weapons too. And it was and dark. Like it was yeah, a dark yeah. area to be in. Like it was a little bit more frightening for sure than than um, the rest of the game. <laughs> Like, like you're you're walking through, you know, follow through. You're walking through Washington, you know, and like uh, that kind of. You'll be like listening to the ink spots and like just kind of plopping along, like all campily. And there's like somebody hung up by meat hooks right next to you. <laughs> like the game is like inherently kind of horrifying. It like should lean into it like more hard. Like a like a horror Fallout game would be fantastic. I feel like. They made Death Claws scarier in Fallout Three than Fallout Four. I also, yeah, sure. I also think like the, I can't I can't remember. I think it was New Vegas where you see you walk into the town and you see Caesar's Legion is like crucified, the majority yeah. of the town, and shit like yeah. that. Like if it leaned more heavily into that, I would have been mad down for that. Like you would think that for a post-apocalyptic wasteland and they don't have any, you know, law or order other than the Brotherhood of Steel. And shit like that. Like you think there'd be much more of that, you know? Yeah. But I think the only problem with New Vegas leaning into the horror thing is it's just too bright. If it if it had a darker shade to it, I think that would have been perfect for it. But it's also in the desert, so you know. I wish I got into Vegas as much. I just play it now. To me as much as Fallout Three and Four. If you play it now in retrospect after playing the other Fallout games, I think you would enjoy it. It's still a little bit... You're going back to a kind of broken game, right? Because there's, you know, all Fallout games are broken in a clever way. <laughs> like, you know, like an acceptable way, save often. Yeah, that kind of thing. But I think you would genuinely it enjoy... As far as, like, when I got that super mutant, like Nick was with that Graham Graham or whatever. Or Nana. Super mutant. Oh yeah. Oh. I think you meet her. Every time it, every time it'd be your ally, here come Nana. Oh <laughs> yeah, that was Lilith, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so Dylan, you said yours was uh Far Harbor, right? No, burial at sea. Oh. What, what was that from? Together one. 
one. Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> yeah, no. Burial at Sea. Is one your preference between the two of them? Yes. Um, you know, Burial at Sea was a cool DLC just in general because it kind of pulled away from um, what was going on in the actual game itself. That was the one that happened in Infinite, right? Yeah, see, that's what I'm thinking about the right one. But yeah, being able to like go back into that, it was a huge nostalgia trip for me. Um, coming from waiting for so long for Infinite to come out, right? That I had been pretty um, separated from the the Bioshock games at that point. And then when I got back into it, we started playing Bioshock Infinite before DLC was released. Like the DLC tab was empty, right? And then when that game, when that fucking DLC came out, that was so sick. I was like, "We're going back!" Like this is dope. Um, we'll get to like walk around a non-fucked up Rapture. Yes, like that was a super cool DLC. I think that stands out as one of my favorite of all time, for sure. I pers- I personally like the second Burial at Sea better. I mean. Uh, me being a stealth gamer too that's uh right up my alley I, I i just prefer that one just because it was more stealth i could i could see that too for sure it definitely had much more stealth mechanic than any other you know entry into the bioshock yeah. series you could play that way a little bit um if you wanted to in the mainline games but um it was definitely reinforced to do so in in that dlc and i, I really enjoyed that but one is my preference over two, mm-hmm. I think. Shively? Um, well, yeah, they both kind of took mine. I mean, I honestly don't remember them all that well anyways because Nick and I just played through all the Bioshock games in like a single night, and so it's all just a big blur to me. But um, uh, one I really wanted to play was the Dishonored DLC because I really enjoyed those games. Um, Funny because we were talking about Bethesda. And they're another one, I think. Dishonored's DLCs are great. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Is that Death of an Outsider? Was one of them? They have like they have like three of them, I think. Death of an, I think one of them is what the Knife of Dunwall. Yes, so and um, yeah. Which actually introduces you to some of the uh, the last enemies in Dishonored Two, the Witches of Hemwick. Or whatever, yeah. It introduces you to them. That's the other one, and yeah, yeah. It introduces like the overarching villain, and it also introduces like one of the protagonists from the second game. It's the the third one. So Dunwall City Trials, the Knife of Dunwall, and the Brigmore Witches are the DLCs. Brigmore Witches, and then there's another one, The Fall of the Outsider. Oh, okay. The. yeah, I think the city trials was just like a combat thing or something, but the other one ones are all story gotcha. related. Gotcha, gotcha. And like the witches one is super good. It's got some like very like intricate level design and like interesting locations that like are just kind of fucked up and a little like haunted. Yeah. they're all witchy and shit. But man, those the, games were so cool. The first one I liked a lot for Dishonor. Yeah, I think I don't know. I think I might still have one somewhere. Maybe. Yeah, man. Um, Evan, what's yours? <clears throat> so I actually I actually have two. Um I think if I had to pick it, it's really hard for me to pick. They're they're 
uh, really different games. So I think my the most beloved for me would probably be uh, the expansion set for Diablo 2. That uh, was huge at the time when it came out. Uh, going to be playing that again uh, in the near future because uh, that uh, game is actually getting a re-release. Um, but it introduced uh, two new uh, character classes, the Assassin and my favorite class, the Druid, uh, and a fifth act. Um, and this was at a time really before you saw a lot of expansion um, with core games. Um, so it was a huge deal uh, when it came out. And then I guess the the other one that I was having uh, kind of trouble deciding between uh, was the DLC uh, for The Witcher. Both of them are excellent, uh, but Blood and Wine would probably be my pick uh, between those two. Also Vampire um, DLC, right? Yeah, which is funny. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Man, I really you know, never play The Witcher games. I never played them. So sick. Oh. Definitely, definitely play it. Um, and the expansions are incredible. I mean, another 30 hours easy of gameplay, um, all types of new stuff. So, you know, similar to like what you get with a, a Fallout expansion, you know, uh, massive yeah. um, add on to the game. The Witcher games are open world too, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so it adds a, a whole nother section um, for each one of those DLCs, and they're both they're both extremely distinct um, from yeah. the other areas that you've been playing in. You get new monsters, there's new NPCs, new quests, new weapons. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, pretty amazing, uh, great DLC, and an amazing game uh, of which I'm still playing today. Um, and finding new things to love about it. I that was the first game I purchased um, for my uh, Xbox One, and so I've been playing this game on and off regularly for you know about six years now. Which one is which game is that? Is it which like which Witcher, Witcher three? Witcher three. Yeah, I've been playing oh, yeah, Diablo that's the one I got off, yeah. <laughs> off and on for over twenty years. So well, yeah. And Diablo Three's so, uh, Reaper of Souls, or what was that, Evan? Right, Reaper of Souls. Is that what it's yeah. called? That was also a really cool addition to that game as well. But now you can't get the two separated. Like when you buy Diablo Three, comes with Reaper of Souls now. But back in the day, yeah, it was a DLC add-on that you could buy. But yeah. I, I'm excited to play the remake of Diablo 2. Um, yeah, it's going to be killer. It's going to eat up a lot of I Evan and I's time. I looked up for best DLCs and I re- forgot about this one. I used to play the first Red Dead Redemption and they did mm. the Undead Nightmare pack. Yeah, I used to play that a lot too. That was so good. A big I open world where they just one. changed it all to zombie apocalypse and you could play online with your friends in yeah world. it was fun i thought that was the best dlc too i completely forgot about that one uh was it blood dragon for far cry 3 oh yeah that was yeah, another oh, yeah. one that I, didn't care about very much. I didn't have fun with that one either really it was such a, really? it was it was such uh like a distinct change from like the art style and things like that i i could appreciate it for that it, it was 
it almost felt like a different game. I just liked how it opened up with the initial arcade looking scene of you in like an attack helicopter, right? And it's playing like the uh, chip tune 16 bit like music that would have been happening at the time things like that I, th- I thought it was a pretty cool addition to that game and it was like evan said it was such a far departure from the actual game itself um completely different than what you had like been doing i like that you could see your arrows if you miss so you can go pick them back up that was a cool addition to that too they should have put some tracers on that shit in the original <laughs> game Dylan, you played Bloodborne, right? Yes. Sorry, I was muted. Um, yeah, I played Bloodborne. The Old oh, Hunters DLC. Says, yeah, Old Hunters is on that list. So Bloodborne in itself is something that I really love that game. I played through it like five or six times to get the endings. Um, so I got some, some new game plus on that. And the Old Hunters DLC in that game just to kind of catch everybody up to speed is one of the cooler things because you get to see some of the predecessing like events of bloodborne and that like you get to see um, some of the characters that were integral to the change in Yarnum um, and you get to fight them as bosses. You get to, to fight one of the hardest bosses in souls born um, games, which is orphan of cause he is the first being, uh, the child of the first being that washes up on shore in Yarnum that gets them into like fucking with God blood and shit like that. It's real convoluted, but like, you know, it, that, that DLC presents you with some of the hardest enemies that you'll ever play in the game. Um, so you're like playing through Bloodborne and you like feel accomplished and then you go into that area to play that area and you get your dick kicked in again pretty late in the game and you're just like oh oh, okay i guess i didn't have this under control (laughs) like but it's yeah for sure definitely uh merits a place on a list um there's a bunch of dlc in um in hitman if you guys ever played the hitman games those DLCs were generally fun. They, what they equated to was essentially like assassination missions. Like it was just an extra mission or whatever, but they always put some kind of crazy mechanic to a, it. You play a hitman kind of? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what you do. But no, it gives you like uh, other locations, which is which is pretty neat. Um. I don't know if we're looking through the same list, Kyle, but some of these are pretty good. Mass Effect 2 and 3 had some DLC yeah, in it that were awesome. It didn't really like give any explanation of Mass Effect so, uh, 2 and 3 on the list. I can give some context. So the Lair of the Shadow Broker is an extra story mission um, where you get to meet the Shadow Broker. And uh, what is her name? Tali has a big part in that. Mm. Kazumi... Um, which is really cool. Uh, another additive um, DLC companion that you got in Zaid too, which was the assassin. He was really, really cool. Um, but yeah, there, some of them were a mix of like an extra companion in a storyline or like a, 
a fetch quest kind of mission, which was Firewalker. And then you had some that were pure story DLC, like Genesis and Arrival. But I need to play more Dragon Age 2 because I didn't play a lot of the Dragon Age games. And apparently they have fire DLC too. Borderlands 2, it lists for Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. Yeah, yeah that one was great. That is a really good one. Yeah. It's and funny. That one's hilarious. That's the one where she's narrating it like a D&D game, right? Or like a she's in the background like narrating it on top of what you're doing. She, yeah, she's the dungeon master. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like They're making a new game, game for yeah. just her. Yep, and yeah. I'm excited for it. Number yeah. one. I got Blood Stallion back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, n- number one is is the the Fallout New Vegas game uh, DLC on this list that I'm reading here. That just makes sense. It, it it's some of the best shit uh, that you'll ever play in the Bethesda catalog. Is is those DLCs in particular? Yep. Yep. Ten Bethesda catalog. You watch your mouth. I'm telling you, man. Some of the coolest <laughs> shit you'll play. For sure. Apparently, there's one for Assassin's Creed Odyssey that was pretty good, and it's the Atlantis DLC for that game. Yeah, I'm like eventually gonna get to that. Probably not gonna read it. I haven't seen it yet. But in three years, it's a dream for sure. (laughs) Right here, Justin, did you play um, the original Dark Souls? Yes. It says uh, Artorius of the Abyss. Yeah, that one is fantastic. On here. You fight the best bosses in the game in that DLC. Blood and Wine is listed specifically on this, and then Old Hunters is number one. No clickbait on these ones this time. We got lucky. You fight the three best bosses in Dark Souls 1 in that DLC, actually. Like, they really figured their shit out after the fact for some reason. Wasn't there some DLC for Saints Row that was okay? There was the ones where you got put into the Decker um, like VR helmet thing, and then there was also like a Space Martians yeah. one that you got to play. You were doing like a movie with the Saints Row that crew. That was actually Saints Row 3. Yeah. That was like the beginning of Saints Row 3 or something like that. I really liked. I remember liking those Saints Row it, DLCs. Uh, I think I enjoyed Saints Row two and one with you, Lane. I think you and I didn't weren't like a huge fan of the third one. We just felt too overpowered. This but one, you and I rocked it in the second one because we had to make like our we had to yeah. build up to our gang. Yeah, no, that's true. Actually, no, I think you're thinking of Saints Row four because Saints Row four is where you had fucking superpowers. Yes. Yeah, four. Yeah, because we played, we we actually played Saints Row three a lot together. Saints Row one, two, and three that we played a lot. Saints Row one was the San Andreas clone. Saints Row two was a little bit more of the Saints Row story sprinkled on San Andreas mechanics Mm -hmm. with a layer and shit. And then Saints Row three. Yeah, Saints Row three is where they kind of really went into their own, came into their own. I would. Because Saints Row 3 takes place when, like, the Saints are on top, right? Like, they're in getting movie deals yeah, and shit. Yeah, and they're... Like run shit. Yeah, and then 4 is the one with the aliens that come down. Yeah. 
and so was basically and just like, like fuck RQ this game we're done with it and then yes fucking superpowers and yep. you can like fly and shit like <laughs> it's insane did anyone the story in saints row 3 was actually badass I, was. I liked it because you were on top man like you were you yeah. know a big competing cool. gang in the city yeah dude it was cool I remember getting Saints Row t- a Tower, like the Saints Tower in yeah. three, and you could fucking free dive off of that tower and yeah. shit, and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was sick. Did anyone play yeah, the there DL- were a lot of cool things about that. Did anyone play DLC for Doom Eternal? I did. Kyle did. So this is uh, Ancient Gods Part Two. I dream of it. Yeah. That one it's seems there. cool. One and two are really cool. I mean. They're both really great DLCs, but there it was. My problem with those type of DLCs, though, they're short and they're kind of short and sweet. So it's like it's cool, but it's not like where you guys are talking about with like New Vegas and stuff, where you get to like enjoy it for the long run and say like that was worth a good amount to buy that DLC. Did it? Did anyone play the Outer Worlds DLC? No, I wanted to. I want to play that game. I just haven't started it. So I'm gonna, it's, I'm gonna for sure fun. play that. It's real shiny and pretty. It's just, it's a less fun version of Fallout. Yeah, Outer Worlds is really good, except the very last minute. You you should save frequently because the last mission you can't go back. Yeah. That would that was like, what. How have uh, you guys not already learned this lesson? Well, they had that map, that backlash from Fallout Three when people got pissed off that you couldn't do that shit, and it ended the game. Like oh, so, th- have to learn this lesson. <laughs> yep. They have this one listed here: the murder on Aridanos is is what it looks like. Apparently, it's a murder mystery. Sick. Um, which seems pretty cool. It says instead of bogging things down with more outer worlds, admittedly shoddy combat sequences, murder of Eridanos instead take tasks you with an extremely atmospheric and dialogue heavy murder mystery to solve. Yeah, that um, sounds way fun. So it like pulls away the combat mechanic entirely and the picture that they included with it showed her with like a um what looked like a tracking gun or something, you know, like you're something that's showing you clues. Or things like that. That would be pretty neat. I think that that game would be as soon as I get the PC built, like a new graphics card in there. I want to go back and play that game because I feel like it would be a really pretty thing to play through. And I've never played the DLC for that game, so I got that graphics card, huh, man? I know. I'm so I'm at the point now, right, where I'm like ready to go sit outside of a micro center for. Um, you know, in the morning at this point, because they're sitting out there at 1, 1 a.m. Um, waiting for them to open up in the morning because they're restocked on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Like, I'm about to to go do that shit because I'm like, I'm not paying $1,400 for a card, bro. I'll pay $700 for a card. I won't pay $1,400 for a card. Yeah. I won't do it. That's crazy. Like, um, another one too, and I don't know if this is any of your guys' speed. I don't think we've ever talked about it, but um, the Civilization games have some awesome DLC. The uh, my style, yeah, I love RTX turn-based games like that, like Civilization, um, Crusader Kings, stuff like that, and uh, 
the kind of like wasteland it, no so wasteland is a crpg early okay. fallout right like you're directing a team and moving them around civilization is a a, a civilization building game right where you have tiles and you put a town down and then you put a mill over here and then you you know that kind of thing and you build resources yeah. and build armies and shit but they always like had a good phone game they have civilization okay. go or like an equivalent <laughs> they have a they have an equivalent of that where it's like a sped up version on the phone that's a touchscreen thing but it's a paid game on like all mobile platforms so you got to be kind of into that but you can play with your friends which is really cool but the civilization games got like different civilizations as dlc and that was always neat um i play this game called rim world has anyone ever heard of rim world okay so it's a base building game a lot like uh Sounds you know, like a category on Pornhub. <laughs> Rimworld. Yeah, no, for sure. It's a it's a base building game, um, like Dwarf Fortress or like Two Point Hospital, um, things like that. And it just got a DLC called Ideology, which looks really interesting, where it gives your little people like ideological beliefs. And shit like that, which seems pretty wild. <laughs> I'm like that—that that sounds kind of dope. I'd be down for that. But that's like went through three of these articles, and they all had fire DLC on there. Makes me want to replay Fallout New Vegas, though. I'm back to it every year. <laughs> it seems like it would be a good annual game for sure. That's me with Batman Arkham Knight. <laughs> of course it would. Of course it would be Kyle. I'm gonna put that a recommendation as uh, as a game pass. Oh my god, you're gonna make us play a, a, a <laughs> Batman game? I can talk about fucking storm like you with Diablo with that. <laughs> I got through the tutorial. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> well, I punched some dudes and I found some Riddler things, and then I kind of punched more dudes. Add a wing. And then I use my <laughs> good DLCs, gentlemen. It made me nostalgic. I want to go back and play some of that shit <clears throat> for sure. Yeah, definitely some very good picks. Well, let's move on to the next topic, which was mine. And the boo. Here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who is your favorite gaming villain of all time? And I'll start off with I'll start my basic topic with my basic pick, which is Handsome Jack. I think it was called earlier. Pretty fucking easy choice there. Wesker. Yeah. <laughs> Best video game villain good one. of all time. For sure. Chris. Chris from Far Cry Three. Yes. He made oh my that God. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking psychopath. That was another good one. And yeah. his sister That's too. A really good one too, Johnny. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one that wasn't Gears of War. <laughs> Trying to think of who else is uh, so, a good villain. I liked uh so for me one that really stood out was uh GLaDOS. GLaDOS yep. was a Yeah, yep. Absolutely. It was a lie, bro. She was sassy. <laughs> and come on, there's an obvious one out there, Dylan. Diablo. Diablo. 
<laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like Diablo of the Diablo ones. No, what is it? Oh, Mito. Yeah, it does. Oh, um, Andrew Ryan. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh shit. Andrew, but you know, villain is is uh, a little bit waffly there for sure in classification. Hmm? I mean, but that's that's just in life in general. That's know? true. Because Atlas, Atlas to me is a pretty good villain, too. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. probably the they're both villainess. But to say like they're the big baddies, I mean that's yeah, sort of why that game is is so good, right? Yes, because you um, don't have a conception of that like throughout the entirety of it until yeah, the player get well. Yeah, you yeah, yeah you have no choice, <laughs> right? Um. Mito is a cool villain. Villains, um, like top best villains, and they put Tom Nook from Animal Crossing. I'm not sure why they would put him as a villain. Because he's a fucking loan shark, bro. He's a loan shark. That's what he is. He's gonna put you in debt, man, and you're gonna build up his island. Like, get the fuck out of here. He's an asshole. He's essentially the equivalent of the bank. No one likes the bank. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I really like my local credit union. Yeah. <laughs> Flowey is a great villain. Oh yeah, yeah. yes. Flowey is a great villain. Oh, a hundred percent. Well, um, and then and then you start to get into like right, Ganon. Ganon is a great yeah. villain. Yeah, uh, Bowser. Yeah, Bowser is a piss poor villain. He's he's had so many Mario games to fucking make that chick just disappear, and he hasn't yet. Right. There's some, yeah, yeah, like your kidnapping model is garbage, bro. Because apparently this little Italian dude can like whoop your ass every time. Like it doesn't matter. Many men need to get their heads stepped on before you'll finally just abduct her and make it work. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Why don't you just abduct her and kill her? Like that, you know. <laughs> like if you want to be a real villain, man, bring it back around. The Joker, Kyle. I'm surprised you didn't talk about. The Joker. Oh yeah, well, it's right. more of a comic book. Though. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have picked him. Like he's honestly not my favorite Batman villain. Who's, I want to beat him. <laughs> I want to know who Kyle's favorite Batman villain is. That really interests me quite a bit. Who's your favorite Batman villain? I'd probably say Mister Freeze. Red Hood. Mister Freeze is cool too, though. He's got a. He's got. Like his story, like he's just trying to save his wife, but he also just will kill anyone in his way. Yeah, and well, he's Batman with a gun. Do yeah. you think that? Uh, do you <laughs> think? Scarecrow. Yeah, Scarecrow is an excellent villain. Yeah, like, yeah. Depends on the yeah. comic of Scarecrow. The, also, Ra's al Ghul was kind of yeah, a cool yeah. villain in that series, right? Mm-hmm. Like Liam Neeson. Yep. The yeah, Lee- that's the best. That's the best Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> Liam Neeson straight killed a robot boat. <laughs> God damn it! Now every time I hear Boss from Hawkeye, I just think of doing the warrior tattoos. <laughs> He's like trying to get a job after that game, and they're like, "What is up with all of these sleeves?" He's like, "They're warrior tattoos." I had to get these for abilities. I woke up with one. Give me a break. <laughs> so like for my pick i never played the game but i watched them on youtube because i never had like a good gaming pc but it was starcraft um three 
yeah when that girl takes over the hive yes I thought she looked really cool yeah starcraft has some interesting like villains just in general very uh warhammer reminiscent you know and warhammer too by the way got some great villains i can't think of any off the off the top of my head but that uh warhammer's got some really cool shit in it like that but yeah no starcraft is cool um you you know now you can run starcraft basically on a phone like you can just run that on uh any regular laptop yep kyle and i figured out that they have unreal tournament on steam coming back to another podcast we were talking about unreal tournament Mm -hmm. i want to play it we should i think we should do it together yep i agree i'm trying to think elaine favorite villain it's here buddy we got. Um, well, I said Flowey earlier, but uh, Flowey is a really good one. Yeah. What about no, General sure. Shepard? Huh? Huh? Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. I would say worse than him is Makarov. Oh, true, dude. Especially for what he did. I only got to hang him. <laughs> no Russia. <laughs> dude, yeah, that guy was insane. Remember when you guys, like ever huh. like had a villain that you were just so happy to kill in a game? I think General the Shepherd. yeah <laughs> at, at, Atlas. By the time I got to the end of the the bio, like a Bioshock one, I I really wanted that motherfucker dead because you had genuinely thought like all of that time, you know been under false conceptions and i was just like right. nah this dude just needs to die fuck this asshole like i'm that done with Wesker. that he just made me feel uncomfortable of how yeah. bad he just wanted chris i was yeah, like I would, finally i would agree with that what is the one that stabs you in the back in red dead 3 the the newest red dead that fucking asshole that stabs you in the back like I didn't, I didn't like him one bit. I wanted you know, him I never dead. Redhead, you, you need to, to finish that game. It is profound in a specific way. That's like, I, I, I really liked the end of that game quite a bit. Um, man, the one that I just wanted dead. Rom on insane mode. Yes, you just want it done and over with. Yep. <laughs> truth. I think I only ever won that fight by glitching it. We yeah really? yeah on in, on insane mode yeah yeah <laughs> or bow sniper or yeah with yeah we did sniper. we did bow sniper quite a bit on that. Hmm. Yeah, because there's just some total heels, like villains in games that are just total pieces of shit. You're just like, let me. Jack's a big one. Like that whole yeah, thing. handsome Jackson. Yeah, that one's a good one. I really want to shoot you. You keep talking. He's funny though. Yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but then in the end too, I kind of didn't want to kill him because he got bullied hard. <laughs> Wanted yeah, to be good. <clears throat> Trying to. I'm looking up. Uh... uh, the Reapers. The Reapers were. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was that was a terrible ending. Yes, it was. <laughs> Sephiroth in Final Fantasy VII. I wanted that asshole dead so bad. That was a big one for me, at least. 
Um, Pokemon champion. Okay. <laughs> Ash Ketchum. Yeah. Wanted to kill Ash Ketchum. This. I'm sure I didn't see Mewtwo on one of these lists. Let's see here. I'm going to go down this list. Try to throw hands with Mewtwo. <laughs> then he got turned into stone. stone. You saw how that went. <laughs> So this one has a few cool ones. So Dracula in the Castlevania series wanted his ass dead. Olivia, Pyramid yeah, Pyramid Head. Really eyes, no. Let's see what else is in here. Bloody Mary from the Wolf Among Us. Did anyone play the Wolf Among Us? Yes, that's a great game. Great, great game. This one says. Great detective murder mystery kind of game. It, it made me buy the it's comics after yeah, that. The Fable comics. Yeah. The Elusive Master Man. Hand. Master Hand is number 24 on this list. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I got Super one. Smash Bros. N64. What's the uh, Officer Tenpenny from fucking San Andreas? Oh, yes. Dude. Yeah. The only time I've ever wanted Samuel L. Jackson dead. <laughs> <laughs> Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat. Oh, it was, was just anger because that fighting game is just frustrating in general. This one says like Alma from Fear, which I agree. I didn't... Tom Nook. Yo, this 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 has <laughs> Pac Man. The Pac Man Ghost is number thirty three. <laughs> uh, so did anyone does play? Alma, does Alma die in the third one? Yes. Actually, I need to replay that because I remember she just was pain in the ass and kept coming back. Yeah, she um, in three you go with your partner. It's that co-op one, and yeah, that's the brother. whole goal of doing that. Your brother, Revolver Ocelot from Metal Gear, the mom from uh, Resident Evil Seven. Yes. Yeah. With the bee vagina. Bee vagina. <laughs> Shodan from System Shock 2. That's dope. Dr. Robotnik. I just kind of want him dead in general. This is from Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, fuck you, Jim Carrey. That's right. <laughs> you heard it here first. Fuck Jim Carrey. So did, did people... <laughs> did people play Wolfenstein 2? Yeah, I did. So Frau Uncle is what this one says the nazi woman the blonde yes yeah terrible yeah <laughs> so that was kind of interesting that was a list of 30 of them we covered a lot of them before i started cracking into this but yeah there's a few in here that i have no perspectives on like olivia pierce from doom i don't know what that, that one uh, olivia pierce from doom uh, from the 2016 reboot, so it was the first one. She sold humanity out to hell or some nonsense. It's, it's always how it works. Glados is is top of the list on a lot of these too. This is a yeah, great villain. Wheatley is a better villain, though. I think I like when you have to like Glados has to work with you because she's a potato. <laughs> <laughs> How Elijah did... from uh, New Vegas that you'll see. Oh yeah. yeah. So this I one get every bar of gold every time. I yep. will never ever leave that vault without every bar of gold. Yeah, no, definitely not. You trap them in there too. 
Yep. <laughs> so this one here, Justin, it says Gwen, the Lord of Cinder from Dark he's, Souls. Yeah, yeah, he's a... I was I was thinking about that, but it's kind of weird because like all of the bosses aren't necessarily like villains so much as people who were like in their area that like either needed to die or like you just came across them and shit went down. But it's like hard to call any of them villains. But if I if I would, then I would say like uh, Dark Eater Medir is probably my favorite Dark Souls villain. Like a corrupted dragon that ate too much darkness. It was it was supposed to keep the darkness from overtaking the world, and it consumed too much and got consumed by it, which is pretty lit. fucking lit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking shit, man. <laughs> Kyle, you played Knights of the Old Republic. Yep. Lord Vit Vit Vitate is what that is. I think he's the. One in the oh, white yeah, armor. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of. I, I never played that I, one. I know. I didn't play it either, but that it's, was intriguing. It's been it's a dope while. armor. Yeah, there's a bunch of cool. Gaunter Odim from The Witcher 3, Evan. Do you remember that character? Um, Vaguely. Yeah. That one was listed in here. Teddy's from Conquer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would count. Teddy bears. Bro, yeah, let's... literally any game with Nazis in it. <laughs> yeah, right. Who said Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver that one time we were talking about older games? Is that Evan? What was that? Did you play Legacy of Kane? I did. This says the Elder God in Legacy of Kane. The Elder God is, at first glance, little more than an enormous tangle of eyes and tentacles stretching across the underwater areas. Dude's apparently a dick. I do not remember. Yeah, he's num- uh, number one. Number one on the list. Hell yeah. Not bro. even memorable. Fuck that list. I know, right? <laughs> it's just been a while since I've played those games. Like, No, man, we get it. You turned off your camera so that you could turn on your Xbox without ridicule. That's right. <laughs> no, I'm standing in the kitchen. Playing Code we're all, Vein. We're all kind of there, which is why I will ask if we should go through the last topic of the night. No, let's shelve it for uh, next week. Word. Yeah. Well, in that case, thanks for chatting with me, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody else. Hit us up on uh, the emails or game of the month next month. Some sort of social media. What are we playing next month? Actually, we should talk about that after this, and then yes, let agreed. No, next month. Okay. <laughs> I want to give a shout out. We we did get an email, um, but it was from uh, Evans Evans' wife. <laughs> she says she liked the show, but she wants to know more about us. So we may need to get a little bit more into into ourselves in, in future future episodes. I like long walks on the but beach. That's right. You yeah. know, I have a beard. I'm quiet. I'm a big I fan can't. of marijuana. You know, I'm a slut for pasta. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So I've been sh- following Kyle for long times on the beach. <laughs> That's right. Just at a comfortable following distance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a little suspicious. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to our email. Um, Lowered expectations420 at gmail.com. Hit it up. 
<laughs> like, yeah, well, thanks, guys. Be sure to like and subscribe and join us next time with that. Bye. Later. Later.